Nicola Sturgeon, Scotland's most powerful political figure, announced her intention to resign as First Minister, the head of the country's devolved administration. It's the end of an era in Scotland where Sturgeon dominated the political scene for nearly a decade. Her party, the left popular Scottish National Party, now holds power in Scotland's parliament and almost all of um, the Scottish seats in the UK parliament in Westminster. Nominations for the election of the new leader of the Scottish National Party have closed, with Hamza Yusuf, Kate Forbes and Ash Regan being three candidates in the race. To tell us more, we are joined on the line this morning from Scotland by Professor Mary Leith. Uh, Professor Leith is an academic leader and researcher with over 20 years of experience within the higher education uh, sector. Professor Leith, a very good morning to you and welcome to Radio Islam International. Good morning. Thank you for having me. So, firstly, explain to our listeners, how, how does the leadership role of the first minister in Scotland work? We know Scotland's part of the broader UK. So, so how, how is it configured? You know, how is it structured? Well, the Scottish Parliament, as you know, was established in 1999 and is distinct from the UK government. It operates by itself for Scotland. And the first minister nominates the Scottish Cabinet, which is all the ministers who lead the various departments in Scotland and set Scottish policy. And a significant amount of the decisions made for Scotland are now made in Scotland. And as I say, they are very distinct. Scotland has its own legal system, its own education system, its own health. England. But it remains a devolved parliament, so the power is granted by Westminster, but nonetheless it operates separate from Westminster, and therefore the First Minister of Scotland represents not only Scotland and the Scottish people nationally within Scotland, but also in Scotland in a different place in the last... So, to to what extent uh, is is, is Scotland's uh, parliament uh, then uh, autonomous? It's semi-autonomous. It it can be overridden by the Westminster Parliament, and we saw that actually happen for the first time recently with the Gender Recognition Reform Bill, which passed through the Scottish Parliament by a vote of over two to one, but was then overridden. Westminster said, no, we're not going to allow this to become law. So that's an example of the limitations of the Scottish Parliament. But outside of that particular event, every bill that's been passed by Scotland, or whether it's a bill about, you know, changing, as I say, something in the health system or the legal system, or even changes to welfare support has gone through. So Scotland has a lot of autonomy, but it ultimately remains, you know, subject to the rulings of the Westminster Parliament. Talk to us about uh, Nicola Sturgeon. She's dominated now the Scottish politics for the better part of a decade. Why is she deciding to step down now? And how would you describe her legacy? Well, as to why she's stepping down, I mean, she said in her uh, resignation announcement, which took a lot of people by surprise, there was a feeling she might go after the next British general election, perhaps in a year, maybe a year and a half. But she caught a lot of people by surprise by stepping down now. But she's been in charge for eight years. And as we know, she's been First Minister now eight years through some very, very significant events. We had Brexit happen, of course, Britain's withdrawal from the European Union. And then we had the pandemic. And, And as she said, 
she wants her life back. She wants to be able to, you know, spend some time doing other things and spend some time with members of her family. So I think it may just have been a natural evolution for her. It, it's an extremely challenging job, and there are very few world leaders you can point to who have been in the top democratic job in their country for such a long time. So I think, you know, it was possibly she just considered it a good time to go and allow her successor the chance to ramp up for the next election. Her legacy is certainly a strong one. Um, her leadership has been very uh, significant, even though the people who disagree with her are willing to admit that she's been a very effective leader and she's established Scotland as a presence on the international stage, as well as establishing the, the, the firm direction of the Scottish government during her leadership. The, the one thing that people would probably have a, a little bit of a go for, even of her supporters, is that she hasn't necessarily established a strong successor, which is why we're having this three-way election for the new leader. Hmm. So let's talk about the three that are likely to succeed her now, or rather the three candidates to succeed her. Hamza Yusuf, Kate Forbes and Ash Regan. What can you tell us about them? respects they represent the new um, wave of leadership within the SNP. Nicola Sturgeon and her predecessor Alex Salmond were people who've been in the SNP and who've been figures within the SNP movement uh, as a party and a and movement for independence. Whereas, of course, Hamza Yusuf and Kate Forbes are very close to, to being the same age. They're both in their um, late 30s, and Ash Reagan is in her late 40s. And they represent people who have come up through power during the existence of a Scottish Parliament. They've all got very interesting backgrounds. Um, Ash Reagan was born in Scotland, but was actually brought up in, in England. Um, Kate Forbes, who's born in the north of Scotland, has lived abroad. She lived in India, where her parents were working for religious charities. Of course, born in Scotland and raised in Scotland to the University of Glasgow. But his parents, of course, emigrated from... His father is from Pakistan. His mother, uh, his family is from Kenya, although they're of South Asian descent. So, and, and, of course, Hamza is uh, a Muslim. Kate Forbes is a member of the Free Church of Scotland, which is Calvinist religion. And there's been a lot of discussion about her religion um, and her religious um, positions, because all of the candidates also hold very distinct positions within the party. They disagree on certain social uh, positions, um, which have been a real discussion in the party of late. So they're going to represent a real switch in leadership. Whichever one of them succeeds is going to represent a real new direction for the party. Who, who's the frontrunner? Well, that's a very good question. Um, de depending on who you ask, but there's a clear agreement that Kate Ford and Hamza Youssef are probably the two front runners and, and the most likely at this moment to be considered to succeed. Whereas Ash Reagan's definitely the third in place, depending on who, irrespective of who decides first. But it's it's not a, a wide open race. It's a wide open race. It's not a clear case of, oh, we expect so-and-so to win. At this point in time, I, I would be challenged if you asked me to name a, a distinct front runner. Well, Hamza Youssef's race and his religion... Uh, count against him in, in this leadership race? No, it doesn't seem to, and, and, and I, I don't think it does, actually. Um, the SNP and Scotland in general 
um, you know, don't seem to have a problem with the idea of people of different religion. In fact, we know for a fact, because there's been polls taken on it, that people don't firmly believe that you have to be, say, a Christian to be a member of the SNP or a Christian to be considered Scottish. There's no issue there. The one person who has been challenged about their religious beliefs uh, and and the church they belong to is Kate Forbes, but nobody's really mentioned that about Hamza Youssef. Mm. There, and as I say, he was born in Scotland, and there's this general feeling that if you're born in Scotland, and even if you just live in Scotland, and you believe in Scotland, then you are Scottish. So, what what are the timelines here? When will we know? Well, by the SNP membership, because we must remember this is primarily an election to the leadership of the SNP, so the decision is made by members of the Scottish National Party. And the voting opens at noon on the 13th of March. So, and we're not sure what the exact membership of the party is, but it's about 100,000 people. And they'll get ballot papers, um, and the vote closes on the 27th of March, and we expect the result that same day. Now, the vote is taken by a single transferable vote, so everybody will be allowed to list the candidates in order of preference, number one, number two, and number three. And then they will elect... Um, you know, the, the, if no candidate receives 50% of the vote on the first ballot, the third, the person that comes third will be dropped and their votes will be redistributed by their second preference choice. And then obviously with two candidates left, one person will have over 50% and NP at that point. All right. Uh, Professor Murray Leith, uh, we thank you for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good day, sir.